Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, lax rats alike, welcome back to another episode of The Crease Dive. Today is Wednesday, September 20th, and it all comes down to this, boys and girls. We've got two teams, one game. We've got water dogs. We've got archers battling it out this weekend in Philadelphia, the lax capital of the world, the Paris of Pennsylvania for the PLL championship. What a long long season of lacrosse we had going back to february with the college game all the way through the pll season and it all comes down to this i'm jordy from barstool and with me as always we've got my good friend and yours dukes in the lab dukes last game of the season coming up here how are we feeling bittersweet it's it's a long winding road that leads us here uh all roads lead to philly I think the, the final four was the final four in Philly. Final fours in Philly, PLL championships in Philly. Uh, Damn, you think with all the championships that are in Philly in the past year that Philadelphia, of course, has one, right? Well, you're an absolute scumbag. Well, yeah, I guess, I guess that's a that's a. Well, I, I mean, at this we're we're going to be you know maybe a, a month and some change away from the the Phillies winning the World Series this year. Uh, I mean, Eagles are, are two and zero at this point. I think by the time that it, yeah, by everyone's listening to this, we play Monday Night Football, so on the road to three and zero. So, how about you just shove it up your hoop there, Dukes? Fair, fair, fair. But yeah, it was a uh, great two weekends uh, on the circuit in uh, Foxborough, Long Island. Uh, I was pretty surprised. Just I guess just jumping right into a little bit two two blowouts. By the way, just two blowouts. Archers demolished. Uh, the Redwoods, and then the Water Dogs just absolutely annihilated uh, the Cannons. So we got we got Archers, Water Dogs meant to be. Uh, they, they were supposed to play three games this year. Split 1-1. We'll find out who the best team in the league is. I think you guys know that I'm rolling with the Water Dogs. But, yeah, I thought Long Island for – I thought Labor Day, Monday in Foxborough was sick. And then, to be honest, I, I, I was coming up with excuses for the podcast for Long Island, like – for the attendance, like days and weeks leading up to it, because I was like, one, would my, I was trying to think, would my friends go to skip the, skip an NFL, first NFL Sunday to watch their friends pull across? I was like, probably not, right? And then I started seeing it's raining, and I was like, okay, like nobody's gonna come to this. I was shocked by how many people showed out. It seemed like one of the biggest crowds at Hofstra for the PLL, except maybe like one of those Friday night games. But I, I think that Long Island has gotten shafted in the past with like Fourth of July weekends, um, Long Island Lax Fest at the same time, so kids couldn't go. So when it had, landed on the first NFL Sunday, I was like, nobody's going to show up. Long Island showed up, and I, I thought it was a great crowd. Uh, there was like one Twitter account that always tweets at me, like Long Island doesn't show out. Fucking heard dick from him this weekend. So yeah, it, it was great venue. It was great uh, atmosphere. Great home of lacrosse because it's the best place lacrosse players are from as we know um but yeah i'd imagine i'd imagine one guy that uh typically tweets you that long island doesn't show from lacrosse you say you didn't hear from him i doubt that's the case you probably just heard from one of his other like two or three other burner accounts (laughs) uh so i mean yeah it's it's 
to get a semifinal there is it's gonna bring people out just because you know well actually it wasn't the case like you would hope that you're getting two really good games because you're going to be seeing four really good teams you know it's kind of right. you, you show up in the middle of the in the summer like you got a, a spot in the middle of the summer and you're like all right like who who knows you know how how these teams are going to show out for this game and if they're going to be blowouts or not yet turns out that both of them were blowouts in the semifinals um i would like to say, I appreciate the boys for, for doing that because as a guy who wasn't on Long Island for those games, um, just, you know, sitting on my couch watching the TV, it was great that I was able to, you know, mainly flip around and, and watch Red Zone and the NFL games. And just every once in a while, I'll, I'll take a glance at the at the other screen that has the PLL on. And it's it's Grand Ament doing Grand Ament things again. Uh, we got a great vintage Grand Ament game uh, against the Redwoods. Uh, and then, you know, when it came down to Water Dogs and Cannons, you just kind of look over and, you know, there goes Michael Sowers again. Three goals, three assists. Uh, so, uh, great to see two Philly guys leading their teams to Philadelphia for the championship. Yeah, it, I, I, I like having the Water Dogs in the championship. Uh, like, I think that Sowers or Rambo has to be in any championship in the Philadelphia area. Just gonna bring out the the drunken the drunkest fans, you know, as as many as many just hammered hoagie mouths as possible. Yeah, and we're getting lucky that the Eagles play on Monday, so we should Philly should get a good turnout for the championship. I don't know how we lucked out with that two years in a row, but hey, I'll take it. And I, I, my prediction for the winner of this game is I think the winner, or may I say, just at least one of these teams will be the team from Philly next year. I think it might be the Philadelphia Water Dogs or the Philadelphia Archers. Do you think that maybe they're playing for that? Do you think that like that that's what's on the line here? It's like hey, like one PLL championship on the line here, but two, two teams that are led by a, a decent amount of Philly guys being like, hey, you guys can have a chance to kind of lock up your spot here for the future. I wonder how that goes with the Canadians. I think I would like to know the Canadians on the Water Dogs if they like Philly, what their thoughts on Philly. I mean, they won championship last year, so they probably have some affinity towards it. But yeah, there's a, there's a, there's Philly guys all around. Um, you got Mac O'Keefe leading that attack line right now from Long Island uh, for the Archers, just an absolute sniper. Connor Field's sadly out for the year with probably like a broken collarbone or something. I don't know the exact injury, but he got fucking laid out by uh, Apple. Which was a great hit, by the way. I, I've I've been it on was. record quite quite a few times on this podcast saying that I, I don't particularly love Garrett Apple. Um, but I, there was nothing wrong with that hit. What's that was just a big boy fucking laying the body on Connor Field. Who you know, listen, as he's a he's a, a I, not fr- but he's a he's a I don't even know the word to describe him. He's smaller in stature, but he's like just a fucking maniac who like goes to all the toughest spots in the, in the, on the field. He's always getting crushed pretty much every single time he has the ball because he holds onto it for so long, gets crushed time and time again. Um, it just happens that this time he literally got crushed. His shoulders yeah. crushed. I thought you were about to call him a pussy. And I was like, no, yes, no, 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 no. I, 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 I was, I was, you were going, but you didn't like, I, I was going to say, I was going to say <laughs> frail, but like, he's not because he takes so many hits and like, he rarely gets hurt, but he's like, he's just a, a smaller guy, you know? So it's like at some point, like physics and human anatomy are going to win out and you're going to run into a guy like Garrett Apple, who's going to, you know, just bust your shoulder. Um, yeah. What a, what an unbelievable season from Connor fields. It sucks that he won't get a chance to be able to finish it. Uh, but that archers offense has so many weapons that, you know, are they going to miss them? Sure. 
but they have more than enough to kind of overcome that loss just for one game. I agree. And I don't want to take anything away. I just think that like their offense will look a little bit differently because I think that with fields and Mac, they ran a lot of pick and roll while with Grant, Amon, uh, Moore and O'Keefe, I don't know. Potentially I could be, I could be wrong, but I, I would just assume that the offense looks different with like a two, two quarterbacks back there who can be interchangeable and then Mac, the sniper. So I don't think there'd be as much pick and roll sets between two attack men. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, but I don't know. I, th- I think if we're getting if we're getting that vintage Granite Man that we got, like, and it's it's hard to even say like is is Granite Man back because it feels like kind of disrespectful to say that he was ever gone to begin with. But he's been dealing with injuries and he's been kind of. Uh, you know, a little under the radar with the rest of this Archer's offense. So, um, yeah, I think if we if we get that same level of effectiveness out of Grant on Sunday, then you can kind of make up for the lost, you know, pick and rolls with Connor Fields and, and Matt O'Keefe. It's crazy. The Archers look dominant, and Schreiber had one point. Uh, I love seeing um, – Allcaven's one of my – my roommate's cousin, so I have, I guess, I have a little bit of an affinity towards him. But I just love the way he plays the game. Just tough, fast kid. Uh, so he he got a, he got one in uh, home home turf on Long Island. So that that was cool to see. I think Trey Leclaire is. I don't know how he like. He's if they win the championship, he'll be kind of be in that like Dane. Uh, this is gonna sound crazy, in like that Dane Smith category for me. Not just as elite yet, but somebody who was on a championship level team, or yeah, he's a championship level team and just doesn't get any respect as like how good he is. He's really good. And just, he's got to be in that mainstream conversation of being uh, really fucking good at lacrosse. Yeah. I think like first year that chaos won a championship, Dane Smith. I think that Dane Smith has kind of elevated himself beyond that point now, but he's I think MVP caliber like, now. yeah, like Dane Smith is MVP, but I get where, what you're of where we were talking about Dane Smith a few years ago. I could see that as, as Trey Leclerc now, because he is, he's, Really forgotten about what this time out. Go time out. Oh, time. time in. Time out. Time in. This is where box player, box people who are listening right now throw their headphones down and go, "Oh, fucking Dane Smith's been doing this for the Bandits in 2015," and they fucking freak out. We get it. He started field late, and he he adjusted the field game pretty pretty damn quick, and he's one of the best midfielders in the world. So well, you want to know horses, as take a time, deep breath. Time out. Time in. I would like to, before we really get into this championship preview, would like to just take the time out of the show to congratulate the Six Nations Chiefs on Lyle winning Thompson. a man cup. Lyle Thompson what leading the boys to, to a man cup. Um, listen, I, I I know that we joke about it. I, I know that Dukes, uh absolutely despises Lyle Thompson, both as a, as a player and a, and a human. Um, <laughs> but I mean, what what a it, it's great though to see the decision pay offer. I mean, guy gets to spend the summer with his family, then gets to go on and win. Probably, I, I was trying to think about it. it's probably one of the six biggest trophies that you can get in the sport of lacrosse. Like you go Minto Cup, Man Cup, NLL Cup, College Lacrosse National Championship, PLL Championship, and World Championship. So, like to win one of those championships um, after you know foregoing the the PLL season. I'm pumped up for Lyle. I know that you probably hate it, and I know that you're not. I, I don't it. care. I, I I truly don't care. Like people, that, like I I like my thing with box across is I've never played. Like I played for fun a couple times, 
But if I just tried watching Box Across and getting into it and talking about it, people would be like, you have no idea what you're fucking talking about. And it'd be above my pay grade. Like, I'll be a fan of Box Across. I like to watch Box Across. I'm not going to talk about it and seem like some expert. I did watch some of the Man Cup. Wild Thompson was dirty. He, he's he's unbelievable at the sport of lacrosse. I've said that. Like, I, I'm not getting into this whole loop-de-doop again. But, yeah, I think I think the Cannons had a great year. I was wait- And, by the way, how long do you think some of these box people were waiting for this Cannons team to collapse the way they did in the semis? Yeah, I mean, it It didn't look good uh, for the Cannons in that game. So I, I, I as soon as the game was over, because I, I wrote a blog about it, and obviously we're a week and a half removed from it now. Um, but Waterdogs, they had five players with at least four points on the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the Cannons didn't have a single player. So like Waterdogs had everybody going off and the Cannons couldn't find a single player to go off. Um, you would think maybe if you had a guy like Lyle Thompson on, on the, on the field for the Cannons, maybe he could rectify that. Um, but yeah, it, it just, listen, it was a long season for the Cannons. They were, um, definitely exceeding expectations for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I, at, at least mine. The guy, I would say that the Cannons were wildly overachievers this they year. They were top three uh, and, and, in the league. Like you can make the argument like that they were a top three, top two team in the league. Right. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, but I, I would definitely say that that's overachieving for where everyone thought that they would be. I, I don't want to uh, project my own thoughts on how the season would go, but I don't think that anyone was saying that the Cannons were going to be a top three team after losing Lyle Thompson. So. um definitely a, a great year for them and then it's dude it's a long summer man this yeah. thing things takes forever uh so you know they just ran out of gas there they either really combination of running out of gas and then also running into an absolute buzzsaw mm-hmm. that is the water dogs and i mean this team coming into the the championship this sunday it's a it's it's pretty much the same thing that you would say about with the archers, except now you know the water dogs have everybody healthy. It's like who like pick your poison on who you're trying to stop. Obviously, like it all starts and ends with hey, like how do we stop Michael Sowers and Kieran McCardle? But even if you do that, even if you shut those guys down, Connor Kelly has had just an insane summer, unbelievable season out of Connor Kelly. Um and Ethan Walker, absolute stud. And then like, we're, we're not even, we're getting down the list, down the list, down the list. And that's when we start talking about Zach Carrier, who's probably the third best player in this game. Yeah. I, I just want to just quickly, I guess, before we get me jumping into the championship, I just want to talk a little bit more about just the water dogs and what they're able the water dogs just looked like, I don't even think like yeah, at the one point the cannons got demoralized. But what Dylan Ward was able to do, like, it, 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 he was saving everything in that game. He, he's an absolute beast. For my money, goalie of the year. If he didn't have a kid, if he didn't have sex one time in his life, he'd be the, he would be hanging the goalie of the year award. So congrats on the sex, I guess, but no hardware. Uh, you do have a kid, though. Congrats on that. Listen, um, yeah, l- let that be a lesson to all you young goalies out there, all you all – you- Young young lads out there who have dreams and aspirations of one day winning a, a goaltender of the year award in the PLL, pull out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't pull yourself out of the game. Just pull yourself out of the situation. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I want to know Nestler's thoughts later on about Colin Kirst, but like Colin Kirst didn't play his best game uh, of the year. But I don't even think if he did play his best game, it would have made a difference. The Water Dogs are that good, and you're going through it now. It's actually someone was asking me. 
who do you think the best team is, right? And just like you named, you go down the list, right, of who – offensive minis. They have the best offensive midfielders. They Like the fact that McConvey has played the way he's played this summer and probably is the odd man out of the rotation is crazy. And then you go – he goes, okay, well, the Archer's attack is better. Whose attack do you think is better, Archer's or Water Dogs? Uh, healthy all the way around, I would say archers without Connor Fields, and I go water dogs. And so, and, and either way, it's it's like such a it's such a coin flip. And if you're going individuals, I'd probably agree that the archers. But then you go through like the water dogs. Kieran McCardle at this point, just like he shouldn't even be underrated. He should just be known as probably like I, I don't want to like I got to think about it, but probably top three attackmen in the league. Ah, oh, that's that's but Michael Sowers for sure. Yeah, I'm, like they're both I, like one two punch, and then you have Ethan Walker, who's like, if you're talking about an attackman who's just a pure sniper off the ball, who I'd want on, t- on my team, it's Mac O'Keefe one A, and Ethan Walker is one B for me. He does not get enough respect, I think, as a pure do- dominate, dominant, dominant shooter. Yeah, just a a, a master stroker. Yeah, um, I just think that the, the, the Water Dogs, the entire roster is just built for championships. And if they stay healthy, I wouldn't be surprised if they – I'm already – they're repeating. I'm calling Dynasty coming. Yeah. Uh, I th- Listen, it's – we've said it before. You know, these are the, the two most complete teams. Both teams have elite uh, attack lineups. Both teams have great midfielders led by, you know, the, these two – Princeton Stallions, who are two of the best players in the world, whether you're talking Zach Carrier with the Water Dogs or Tom Schreiber with the Archers. Uh, defensively, they've got studs all over the field. Um, I mean, for for my money, Graham Hasek's still just the scariest man in the league. Uh, this, you know, the defensive lineup for the Water Dogs, led by Eli Gobrak and Ben Randall, like these guys, Liam Burns, just guys who are um, absolute freaks and, and can, you know, take away uh, – you know, they can get that ball on the ground at any given time. Uh, Rylan Reese, a guy who you always have to worry about in transition. Fabio uh, has been so, so good this year covering like the like just most physical dominant people are like out of the box, down low, just covers whoever they need. I think he's been great too. I just want to shout out him. Yeah, we're talking a guy, LSMs who are dangerous in transition. We got, uh, you know, Jared Connors really kind of figuring his his pro game out with the Archers. Um, Challen Rogers, a guy who's, mm-hmm. you know, kind of going back and forth between whether he's being used mostly as a D midi or an offensive midi. Um, so, I mean, in the transition, both these teams are great. You've got great goaltending led by a couple Canadians, Dylan Ward, Brett Dobson, two of the best in the game. Um, obviously, it, it's still, you know, goalie of the year still goes to Blaze by default until he proves that he's not. But Dylan Ward and Brett Dobson are both right there at all times. Uh, and then really, like, I, I guess the one thing where I give the archers the edge, but I don't even know if it's an edge or, or what the deal is. Like when we're talking about face-offs, um, you know, you, you talk about Zach Carrier going up against Mike Sisselberger. Like, yeah, Sis is going to win face-offs, but let's go back to that last game of the regular season. Where, where was that at? Was that, did they end it in Seattle? Was it, was that where the, yes. so, I mean, what, Archers were up by two with like 30 seconds to go. Um, 
water dogs able to to get a, a big two bomb and then that ensuing face off that yeah there's like 30 seconds left uh sis wins the face off but that's almost by design by zach courier because then is the moment that sisselberger picks up the ball you've got the best two-way midfielder on the planet and zach courier chasing him down strips the ball goes down the other way um you know kieran mccardle gets a little lucky that you know the um you know, ball ends up on a stick right on that back pipe there, but either way, they're able to score a goal in in the dying seconds, all because Zach Courier by design loses that face off and is able to chase down sis, cause the turnover. Now they have the full shot clock on the other way. So um well, Salt Lake. Okay. I just so, knew someone was gonna be mad. Like I was always at that game in Salt Lake. Missouri. Yeah. Whatever. If it ain't the Northeast, we ain't talking about um no, but it's uh <laughs> But either way, like the the one spot where the archers clearly have the the advantage is like or disadvantage. Depends on how that, you look at so, it. So so that yeah, that's that's the thing. It's like the one the one point where it's like, all right, like the more complete team here is the archers, but is does it help them that much? Um uh, Greg Renlian's punching air right now, but like maybe, maybe not. So we'll oh. we'll see when they roll the ball out on Sunday. Yeah, I totally I, I agree with that. Uh, I mean, again, just like for the water dogs, it's who do you want to have out there? Are you trying to push offensive after like you're trying to get Curry out there to to do the offense? Are you trying to get Gobrek just to fucking cause havoc? Look, it's it, preseason bet was the archers placed it on the dogs before the the playoffs. I'm I'm rolling with the dogs. I might even double down on the dogs. That's how much I love them. I just, I mean, it's it's also just a win-win. Like, if the archers win, I know it's like one of those right right scenarios, but like, I'm not trying to do that. Like, I just think the water dogs are gonna win. Like, yeah, I, I think. Looking, I don't know which where you you really stand. So I think you get. Uh, I, this is it's about as much of a. Dude, they played two games so far this season. Both of them have come down to one goal. So it's like. It's it's the biggest toss up in the world. Um, again, the Connor the Connor Fields injury really hurts. But like, you go into this game and you think, all right, so like, what what do the Water Dogs clearly have over the Archers? Um, and and that's just going to be the fact that they won the championship last year. Um, they won it in Philly, so like they have that experience. And then does that put a little extra pressure on them? I, I don't. I don't think so. And if anything, like, I feel like this is a team that probably gets a little bit better with that. Um, But I think one thing that's really going to go well for the archers in this game is the fact that they did blow up that core going into the season. So it's not the same archers team that always had high expectations in years past and then kind of faltered towards the end there. Like this is a, a lot of the same faces, but also a completely different team. So I don't think that they have the weight of that. Uh, hey, like we've been trying, like we've been building together for years and years to finally get here. And then they have that pressure on them. It's like, you know, this is, this is the first year of this new iteration of the archers. Um, so I think that they can kind of go into this one. Yeah. They're the one seed. So they might have a little pressure on them, uh, but they can go into that pretty loose. So I mean, I th- just think that both teams look so dominant. I want it to be the best game ever. I, I, I'm, I'm very much rooting. Like, if I, if we get a, I'm rooting for a great game over the Water Dogs or something. You want to know who, who the biggest winner is going to be? Lacrosse fans. Lacrosse fans everywhere. 
And, you, and I just want to shout out the Bar Down Lounge for being undefeated this year as well. They kicked my ass 8 nothing, 8 no against me. You want to talk about a dynasty? Yeah. Let's talk. Yeah. Let's talk. Um, yeah. So I don't think that there will be a bar down at the championship game, which I'll all things. Drink. Yeah. Listen, beers are still going to be flowing. Um, might, might be better for everyone. I feel like if you offer the bar down, you put that in Philly, uh, bet, only bad things are going to come out of it. Um, but I, I do think that there will be like some pregame party in the parking lot or pregame parties in the parking lot. They're, they're going to be Beers tailgates. Or, yeah. There's, there's going to be SIGs inside. Uh, there's, I'll yeah. be, I'll be, I'll be at one point or another, I'll be in a parking lot drinking your beer somewhere. Stay tuned. Don't know the full details of what might or might not be, but I will be drinking a beer in the parking lot. I'll, I'll even set up my own tailgate. If I have to, there will be beers inside. It will be a good time. It will be rowdy. It will be Philly. It will be water dogs on top. It will always be SIGs inside. It will be Billy football, Jordy and dudes on the field. It will be cutting down the nets. It will be back-to-back chance for the water dogs. I'm juiced up now after that. Yeah. Yeah. Little, uh, Shout uh, out uh, Mac O'Keefe though. I want Mac to go off. I mean, uh, yeah. That made my bird twitch a little. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, and even before it gets going. So I'm not at Liberty to say exactly what's going on just yet. You guys will, this will be a little stay tuned uh, for news coming out over the next couple of days. Um, but I can say where we'll be. So if, if you're making a weekend out of this, right. If, if you're someone who's traveling to Philly for uh, the championship game, uh, if, if you come by on Saturday, the Saturday before, so the, the night, sorry, if you're coming up on Saturday, uh, make your way on over to the Barstool Sansom bar in center city philadelphia uh, i there will be a little little soiree going on there a little little kind of welcome party for the for the pll championship so can't exactly say everything that's going on can't release all the details yet but i can say you should plan on making your way over to barstool sansom if you are coming up for the full weekend and you're going to be in philly on saturday anyway i'll be in philly where will you be be by my side I've never right steered down. anyone wrong. We're going to find out who the MVP should have been. Do you have any, we should probably bring some of those shirts and just completely cuck RJ as he's doing his t-shirt tosses during halftime and just start launching. Who if should somebody the MVP finds should it, I have, I have, I have an XL and a large. If somebody finds finds me the MVP, AKA the drunkest person at the stadium, that's an XL or a large. They win the shirt. How about that? I like that breaking news. You heard it um, here first. Do you want to get Nestler in? Yeah, let's bring that motherfucker in. I just wanted to pause him. I just wanted to keep. I just wanted to see him start <laughs> talking. <laughs> That's why you watch the YouTube. Wait, now I can't add him. There, there he is. Am I in? I'm in. You're not gonna, I'm in. I'm in, fellas. <laughs> always a pleasure. Last took last <laughs> week off. I took last week off. You guys held it down. Great episode. It's That's four me. minutes long. That's what you guys do. That that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how long, how short, how it, it's a matter of the people on the episode. That's Are great. you gonna be in Philly? I'm gonna be in Philly. I'm ready to rock. I'm ready to get fucking drunk as hell at the Barstool Bar Saturday. Save a little bit of the E for Sunday, and then bring it for the championship. Uh, I, I'm gonna go. The Cabrini. Do we, do we have a? Yeah, I was gonna say. Do we have a good Cabrini contingent on on their way? I uh, I can't speak for the the entire. Cavalier Nation, but I know some of my buddies will be in attendance. Uh, 
There's a lot of locals who I think will be coming by. People are excited. The birds play Monday, like you guys said. That's huge. Um, so it'll be it'll be good. They'll definitely. I'll be telling people to wear their Cabrini blue. So I'll be right. I'll be ready to rock. How do we feel heading into this championship game? Obviously, uh, no, no curse in the lineup on on Sunday. So robbed of that, I know that you're you can't be thrilled. No, I'm I'm devastated. Uh, they, they all made the playoffs. They 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 filled up almost half the playoff bracket, and then one by one they started to fall. A special shout out to Colin Kirsch just because that's my guy. Unreal year out of Colin. Um, it hurt to see the cans fall. Seemed like Dukes was in that Cannons bandwagon pretty heavy all year. Don't I'm not saying he fell off at the end. Not saying he wasn't in it, but just saying I know Dukes was pushing that wagon a lot early in the year. Um, but, but you get tied, you get, you know what? Fuck you, Nessa. You get tied, you get tied. I get tied, and also my my patience nowadays is at zero since I've been on Pick Central. Here's what I'll tell you: is the the when when you make one take about let's say let's just throw out some names here. If you make one take about Lyle Thompson, you get tied to this team as the Cannons guy, and then you're like, if the Cannons lose, people are going to come down my throat. Not literally, pause. But people are going <laughs> to come down my throat. Whoa, and then. And then all of a sudden, it's like, I need a root for the cannons. So when, when it gets to the playoffs, like, I'm going to just give you my honest, honest takes. And That's fair. And, you know, I, if the cannons won, it would – it was a win. It, I'd be lying if I said it wasn't a win-win. But I was rooting for the Water Dogs, yes. Right. yes. No, one, no one's coming down anyone's throat. <laughs> Pause. Uh, now, so you, you, got, you got a winner for, for Sunday? Yeah, uh, well, I'm going with the water dogs. One, I'm a, I'm a company man. I'm a company man. I'm going with the water dogs. I've been on the cans all year. I, I don't think I've taken the water dogs more than once or twice, but they got it. They got the Chatham varsity lacrosse head coach on there. Christian Scarpello. Oh, nice. He, le- he leads those Chatham Cougars. I bleed blue my whole life. Cougars Cabrini. That's what I do. Um, but so yeah, I'm going with the water dogs. I think, I think they got it. I have a take now. I actually think that the Water Dogs will draft CJ Kirst when he comes becomes eligible. That's my take. That so pin be, this pin this good. moment, September fifteenth at two p.m. A couple years from now. Be, you don't think you don't think you don't think CJ is going to go number one overall in his class? I actually don't know that class at all. I just assume he's like he probably will. I think he's got two years. I think he's got two years left. He was on the tour and watch last year. He was on the tour and finalist. Not fucking now you're coming down my throne. I don't appreciate that. <laughs> I don't I don't I haven't looked I haven't looked at the mock drafts for the for the 2025 draft. I said Joe Keeks has no, it up. No, that, that's your report now for the, before the season ends, before the, like our last episode. Come in next your last assignment as intern will be next episode, last episode. I want the top 20 <laughs> for CJ Curse draft class or top 10. We'll do top well, 10. Okay. What is so that? The, gonna, the 2025 draft We're going to assume he's doing another year because I believe he has two years. And you're going to – and you're going to have to guess the teams that will be in that order. All right. So I'm going to get the draft order and the top 20 guys projected yeah. to go I mean, they're probably also – in a few years, you might get another expansion team or two, right? Like we could see the Lizards right. come back or we could see like the Bayhawks come back. And you could make those predictions as well. So <laughs> – all right. All right. I can do that. I got, right. I got a lot of t- – I got, I got a lot of time. We got, we got the weekend in Philly and then, then it's time to go. So – I do, I do, I do have a last curse of the week. Last, uh, well, second to last. 
of like once you know it loses its luster a little bit when all the curse are out. And then I, I spoke with them. They said, listen, the award must go on. It can't be about us. It was never about us. It was about the sport of the game and growing it. So it's about know, what the curse I, name represents. Yeah, I veered left and the curse family put me back right. So um hard right. Just two two honorable mentions. Colin and Cole Cursed, the two brothers. Um, names have been said a lot this year. Special shout to Colin, not like earlier in the podcast. Special shout out for having the most cursed of the weeks of the official PLL season. No matter what happens next week, no matter who brings it home, I can promise you one thing. They will not have more than Colin. Uh, that's an award within itself. Uh, shout out Cole. Came onto the scene. No one knew pe- people. Had, I, I heard murmurs of doubters of Cole Curse. Not on this podcast, in, in the lacrosse world. And then, bang, he showed everyone, I'm here. This is what I do. I'm Cole. Motherfucking cursed. Sorry. And last one, last, uh, not last. I keep saying last. I'm a last guy. Uh, Curse of the week, official winner, Brett Dobson, 78% save percentage. I mean, I'm a goalie guy. I'm biased towards goalies. You got a problem with it? You, you, you message me. We do a little message back forth. He stood on his head. He's one of the best goalies in the world. Uh, if it wasn't for Blaze and Colin Curse, reverse that. Colin Curse, then Blaze. Sorry, Blaze. Love you. Curse number one. No, uh, Ward. Excuse me. Where's no, no, no. I, th- I think Dobson's a little better than Ward, but it doesn't mean he's gonna. That doesn't mean Ward's not gonna show up on on Sunday. But I think I think Dobson's top three in the world. I think he's absolutely unbelievable. That's do you, like, do you hate fathers? No, no, big father guy. Actually, I have one of my own. That's Steve. <laughs> uh, zero curse of the week so far for my dad, though. So maybe questionable. Not a dad guy. We'll have to. We'll have to give him one next year during that Father's Day weekend, the middle of the summer. He'll he'll squeeze one in there. Oh, all right, Ness. We're fired up to see you this weekend. Uh, you guys should you guys should all be fired up to see him as well. Yeah, if, if you see any any of the boys just you know rummaging through uh, Chester, PA on Sunday, make sure you guys are are stopping by, saying what's up. Uh, we'll, we'll drink some beers. We'll share some laughs. Might even cry a little bit, but yeah, it should be a great weekend. Ness, we're fired up to see you. Fired up as well, boys. Thanks for having me as always. Yeah. I mean, it, it's going to be a great weekend. We're going to get a great turnout. Um, I, I always thought, you know, the, the, the vibe in the, you know, like outside the stadium, all the, uh, all, all like the, what, what do they call it? Do they call it the premier zone or whatever it is premier like zone. beforehand? Yeah. Like th- there's always just a little bit uh, more going on there in f- for the championship than like your, your, the average game, like you, you kind of sense the premier zone. It's just, you know, a bunch of little kids rolling around, uh, hanging out at the, at the ECD van and, and shit like that. And, mm-hmm. um, Credit to those guys making it out to so many events. Those guys are, are maniacs. Um, but yeah, you, you you feel the anticipation for that championship game at the premier zone for this one. So I'm, I'm fired up to get that that fire in my belly on Sunday. Yeah, and it, it, since I'll already be in Philly, I'll be there early. I might even do like what time's the game three? I'll be there at ten. Whenever yeah. you want me, coach. I'll be there. I'll be there early. I'll be there drinking those cool blue. Cool blue mountains. Yeah, mountains are going to be crispy. Mountains are going to be blue. Uh, it's going to be a phenomenal weekend. We got we got anything else going on here, Dukes? Before we can uh, wrap this thing up. Uh, was there any major news in the lacrosse world recently? 
Actually, I'd like to talk to you about this. How do you feel about lacrosse accounts charging for high school kids? Did you see this debate on lacrosse? Twitter? Yeah, so I, I saw that. I'm hoping that it's not a debate. I'm hoping that like 99% of people said, fuck that. Uh, so what, what? There was a, a company or an account that was charging. It's like the eight, cruise dive. Eight? It's like the cruise dive charging 800 bucks for a kid to post his highlights and give a write up on why he's good. I mean, just what what a scumbag behavior that is. Um, I mean, maybe here's the thing. I don't know, though, if I take it for granted that, you know, we, we grew up playing in hotbed areas. Right. So it's like we grew up in an area where if, you know, if, if you're a player who's worth moving on to the next level, like you're going to get seen. Right. Just because of right. how, how many tournaments and coaches come to the, you know, to the Philly or Long Island or Baltimore area to begin with. So like maybe, maybe there's someone in like fucking, I don't know, like Missouri who like, they're not getting coaches out there and they're like, Hey, like, how do I get my, my film out there to these coaches? And like, maybe there is some need for a service like that to like kind of promote kids that aren't in hotbed areas. Sure. Shit ain't worth no $800 though. Yeah. That, that's the thing to me. And like, I saw like the PLO combine got dragged into that a little bit. People trying to be like, Oh, the people that were hating yesterday. It, it, let me tell you this. It is 1000% different when it's professional lacrosse players and people within the game that actually do have pull and actually do like, it's not going to be like, Hey, can I pay you to come to the combine? It's like, you're selected to come to the combine, which is way different Then get mad at Jake Reed blue chip, get mad at Maverick showtime. Don't get mad at like the PLL combine. This is just going to help these kids. It's going to like, so like, it, it, I just think it's so different when you're selected versus when you're paying someone and you're taking a search. You know what I'm trying to say in that? And, and not even that though. It's like it at the very least, like you're getting in front of people that are like, right. Was, was there anything about this company that's charging $800? That's like, Hey, like we're for sure. Like getting like any coach to actually watch your shit or was it just like a, Hey, trust us. Like we have like pretty much like everyone in, in our DMS. They're like, Hey, like I, I played with Brendan O'Neill in uh it in, is wishwash. Well, it's, it's, it's wishwash where it's like, no one really knows it's all murmurs and whatever, but like it, you haven't really seen anyone s- stop and come out and be like, Hey, that's not what we're doing. So that's where I'm like a little bit like, Ooh, but at the same it's, time, it's, like it's I would have a never, lot of Firefest vibes. Yeah, I would never charge someone eight hundred bucks. But like, if you want to pay me four hundred bucks, you can put your highlight tape out there. Like, I'm a good guy. I promise. <laughs> Send me a couple beers, maybe a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, that's uh, all I really got this week. Uh, last episode of the season next week. Yeah, uh, it, it's been a, been a long one. Trying to, what, what are we at right now? We are uh, season six. This coming out will be episode thirty three, so we'll end up with thirty four. Uh, long, long year going for all the way back to college to this. So, uh, like you said at the, at the top of the episode, bittersweet. Um, I, I will I'll probably enjoy a couple weeks away from from lacrosse if we're being totally honest after this. But I think it's going to be uh, just an unbelievable game to send us off into the off season. So, yeah. so now so, you can bet now you can bet on a blowout one way or the other. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I'll be so disappointed. Please don't do it. And if you do, um, you know, if we see one team pulling away in the, like in the first half, we can just like send Nestler down to the control room and just like 
pull the plug on the electric and then mm-hmm. have you know have have a nice little stoppage in the middle of the game there for everything to reset. Uh, but yeah, so get fired up. We've got archers and water dogs, three p.m. Uh, if you're not going to be in the Philly area, if you're not going to be able to catch it live, you can also watch it on ABC, also streaming on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, make sure that you are following us on Twitter and Instagram. We are at the Crease Dive on both. Uh, if, if you're heading down to the to the games, tag us. Let us know where you're going to be tailgating. We'll come by. Like we said, we'll probably show up super early, uh, be there hours ahead of time to uh, be, be able to you know, delete copious amounts of beer. Uh, so let us know where you're going to be tailgating. Let us know where you're going to be sitting. Maybe we'll just be perusing through the stadium throughout the game. And in the meantime, we'll be keeping it low to high until the day we die. That Lambo, my new bitch, she don't ride like my ghost. I'm riding around my city with my hands strapped on my toes. Cause these niggas want me dead, and I gotta make it back home. Cause my mama need that bill money, my son needs some milk. These niggas try to take my life, they fuck around, get killed. You fuck around, you fuck around, you fuck around, get smoked. Cause these Philly